to the Redeemer Students Podcast. My name is JT Stead, and I'm your host. I'm also the student and outreach pastor here at Redeemer Church, and it is a joy to continue our series of Theology 101. If you've uh, been following us, uh, I don't know, since the beginning, I think we've done 31 episodes so far. Um, The last two have been longer ones, and I promise this one will be a little bit shorter, so hopefully a little bit more bite-sized, as we've been looking at the ordinary means of grace. The ordinary means of grace are the things by which God communicates his grace to us, and the Holy Spirit makes it effectual to us. And those three things are the Word of God, the ordinances, the ordinances are baptism and the Lord's Supper, and three, prayer. So last week we looked at baptism, and I was thrown for a loop because I had to somewhat defend the Baptist position, believer's baptism, um, that we believe at Redeemer Church. And now we are getting into the Lord's Supper, and we're going to continue on with the Baptist Catechism. It is pretty much verbatim now from here on out with the Westminster Shorter Catechism. So uh, what is the difference between baptism and Lord's Supper? So what what is the Lord's Supper? That's exactly where we're at in this question now. So question 107, what is the Lord's Supper? Answer, The Lord's Supper is a holy ordinance of the church. By eating bread and drinking the cup according to Christ's appointment, we show forth his death. Those who eat and drink in a worthy manner partake in Christ's body and blood, not physically, but spiritually, in that by faith they are nourished with the benefits he purchased and grow in grace. A lot of things here. Where are we pulling this from Scripture? So let's look at 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. Paul says, For I received from the Lord that I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. So he's taking the bread and he says, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. A covenant is always ratified by blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Okay, so a few things here. First thing that we learn in this catechism question is that Lord's Supper was instituted by Jesus Christ. It contains bread and a cup of juice or wine, um, and it is to show forth or to proclaim his death. Those who eat and drink in a worthy manner, that is by faith, these are true believers, not false believers, they partake of Christ's body and blood, not physically but spiritually, in that by faith, and when they do so, they are nourished with the benefits he purchased and grow in grace. So remember when I talked about last episode in baptism, how baptism signified or pointed to our union with Christ, that when we receive Christ by faith, all that is his, all of his righteousness, all of his grace, um, all that is his becomes ours, and all that is ours or used to be ours becomes his, and he takes that for us. Well, the Lord's Supper is also communicating a union, and when we partake in the bread and the wine by faith, um, we are partaking of Christ. Now, let me qualify that. The Roman Catholics believe that when they do Mass and they take the bread and the wine, they are literally 
when they take it, it literally turns into the literal blood and body of Christ, which is blasphemy. We don't believe that. But there is a spiritual aspect of this, that Christ and his divinity is with us. Um, as, as it says, those who eat and drink in a worthy manner partake, there's a union there, partake of Christ's body and blood. We are signifying to the world that we don't belong to the world, that we belong to Christ, and that we are in union with him. We partake in him, not physically, but spiritually, and that by faith they are nourished with the benefits he purchased and grow in grace. When I take the bread and the cup, now obviously this isn't the literal blood body and blood of Jesus Christ, but when I take the little cracker, I am thinking upon the body that was shed for me, that was broken for me, um, the body that went through all that suffering for me. And that when I take part of it, I'm also proclaiming that I am willing to take up my cross and follow Christ, that I am uh, his child, that what is his, his suffering has become mine. And then when I take his blood, it signifies the washing away of my sin in his blood, but that by his blood we enter into the new covenant. And we proclaim that it is by his blood that sinners receive forgiveness. Um, and, and so when I remember those things, because remember, these are signs. This is a sign of the new covenant. So the bread and the, the cup are pointing to a reality, a real gospel reality of what Jesus Christ has done for us and who we are in Christ. And when I remember that, when that is communicated to me, I receive Christ. I'm nourished on Christ. I, I grow in grace and in faith because I'm reminded who I am. 1 Corinthians 10, 16, the cup of blessing that we bless, is, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? See, there's that union there. That's what the Lord's Supper is communicating to us, and that's how God's grace is communicated to us through it. So then question 108, what is required to be worthy of receiving the Lord's Supper? The answer, I want to take it in a worthy manner. So what is required? Answer, it is required that those who would worthily, that is suitably, partake of the Lord's Supper, um, that they examine themselves of their knowledge, that they dis- that they discern the Lord's body, um, that they examine themselves of their knowledge, that they discern of the Lord's body, their faith, that they feed upon him, and their repentance, love, and new obedience. Lest coming unworthily, they eat and drink judgment on themselves. And so there is a... Um, a warning here. Let's read the verses. 1 Corinthians 5, 8. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven through 31. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of Christ. So therefore, let a person examine himself um, then And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup for anyone who drinks, for anyone who eats and drinks without, uh, without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. So the, actually the Corinthian church, a lot of people were getting drunk on the wine. And they were taking it in an unworthy manner. It was flippancy. They weren't taking it by faith. 
Um, it was more of a, a ritual, a party. And there is a celebratory aspect of the Lord's Supper. It isn't so somber. There is a celebration there. But these early Christians, they were getting drunk on the wine. And God says, that is why many of you are weak and ill. and Some have died. God takes this so seriously um, that when we come, um, not if we come and take of the Lord's Supper and while we are living in active sin in this sense, if there is unrepentant sin, if there you have wronged someone and you have not um, sought forgiveness, or if you are coming in total unbelief, like you are just flippant, that there's a warning, a, a judgment there, and so yes, there is a seriousness to examining ourselves, and you know, even after a broken week, a lot of sin in my in my week, I look forward to the Lord's Supper to celebrate and then remember who I am in Christ, remember what Christ has done for me, and to receive Christ and nourish on him again, and to do it by faith. Um, so I'm not saying, and what the catechism is not saying, is that you have to be perfect, no sin, you know, and, and, and it becomes more of a legalistic thing. No, it's just saying that there is something as taking the Lord's Supper in an unworthy way. And so if your kids are taking the Lord's Supper and they have not professed faith, I would say if they have not been baptized, um, you may be guilty of that. Baptism is the entrance into the visible church, and now the visible church, it's a one-time thing, and the Lord's Supper is as often as we take it. So it's its its uh, re-establishing that oath that you took in baptism. And so one comes before the other, I would argue. So we need to be careful and not take this flippantly or come unworthily, but come celebrating, come in faith, um, come with our wrongs made right, repented of, and to receive and enjoy Christ. That's what the Lord's Supper is all about. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that it was edifying to you and informative. And if you want more information about our church, go to RedeemerRockford.Church. Come on a Sunday morning. If you're a student, come on a Wednesday night. And if you're a college student, come on a Thursday night. We'd love to see you. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Happy New Year. Uh, I wish you guys the best. And I'm just thankful for everyone that listens to this podcast. Um, God bless and have a great day.